Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 479th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www. IIRSportsOneWord.com. As always, I will give you my li- highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, unfortunately, I have to start with my lowlight of the week, which is the Boston Celtics, right here where I'm based, not showing up last night in San Francisco and getting smacked down by the Warriors. Don't know what it is with the Celtics in the third quarter of so many games during this playoff run. Uh, But this may well have been their worst third quarter and thereby their worst game in all of the playoffs. And they've had some bad ones. Uh, Certainly against the Miami Heat. Uh, But all along the way, once they swept the Brooklyn Nets. But uh, last night, the central figure in the game was, of course, Draymond Green. After his comments, after game one, when the Celtics exploded for a 40-16 to 16 fourth quarter, he basically said the role players who were so instrumental, Al Horford, uh, Marcus Smart, Derek White uh, just wouldn't shoot. I think they were 15 for 23 in the fourth quarter, which is just nothing short of astounding. Record-setting. They broke records. Um, It wouldn't happen again, and he was right. Uh, Certainly, I was surprised what he said at the time. Why give any NBA player uh, added incentive? But uh, he was roughing it up, or as Jalen Brown said, mucking it up last night. Uh, he had a technical in the game and then he, uh, got tangled up with Jalen Brown with his legs basically draping over Jalen Brown's body, but a second tech was not called at the very end. He pushed a minor shove, but pushed him Well, he was still on the ground and they were both on the ground and Jalen Brown reacted. And so it was, uh, interesting theater as only J- Draymond Green can provide. But yeah, then, you know, once Jordan Poole hit that midcourt shot to close out the third quarter, uh, the game was over. And the lead was up around 30 uh, early in the fourth quarter. So that was all she wrote. But I did attend last night uh, what I believe to be uh, the second ever viewing party in Boston, downtown, Faneuil Hall, famous Faneuil Hall, and uh, 
they had one for game one, and I, so I believe last night was the second. Really cool, huge crowd, uh, and the first half was uh, close. So uh, the cr- crowd was in full throat, as only a Boston crowd can be. And uh, so it was just fun to see Boston joining the party like so many other cities with indoor and outdoor viewing parties. And uh, always wondered if it was ever going to happen here in Boston. And finally, it is happening. So it was really a unique experience and one that, uh, you know, I'm glad I got to attend last night. A beautiful evening in Boston. So it was great. Well, my highlight of the week since it's all not not all bad news in the NBA Finals, is that the Celtics did indeed win Game One, as I referenced, and they now have home court advantage coming back to the Garden for this Wednesday night. Uh, and as we know, the Celtics are a great road team, but uh, not so great of a road uh, of a home team so far as the Heat and the Bucks proved in the playoffs. Uh, so it's hardly automatic, but it sure looks like, based on the press conferences last night after Game 2, that the Celtics are going to be ready. Uh, the Warriors last night were desperate, and I'm a big believer in the desperate team more often than not wins, especially when they're as talented as the Warriors, of course, with Steph Curry. Um, so the city of Boston is just completely... Over the moon with the Celtics, just, just pumped up. It's The city's practically in a frenzy, as evidenced with the viewing party last night. As I've often said, you know, when you have a, a team with a championship DNA, a form base gets formed during championship runs that really doesn't go away. And, of course, with 17 titles, the Celtics have that uh, and more. Um, and... It's just, again, great to see everybody in Boston just really out of their minds over the Celtics. It's just great. I mean, as I was walking to the viewing party last night in downtown Boston, uh, every single establishment had the game on with audio, not something you see every day, trust me. Um, And they're all crowded for a Sunday night and just really fun. And as if that isn't enough to be hosting the NBA Finals over the course of the next uh, a week or two, uh, a week from today, the U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline gets underway, and it's going to be, uh, so the buzz is already building big time. I'm planning to go in for a couple days. It's less than a half an hour from where I live, the Country Club, and of course, I was there for the 1999 Ryder Cup pretty much every day, but more, most importantly, on Sunday when Justin Leonard drained the uh, iconic 45-foot putt to finish off the amazing comeback, the biggest one at the time, to help the USA beat uh, Europe that day. Uh, one of the great sports viewing days of my career, to put it mildly. So great stuff, and it's going to be a fun couple of weeks up here in Boston, that's for sure. Uh, my bizarre story of the week is the Tampa Bay Lightning coming back late from down 2 nothing to the Rangers. And they finally tied it up, and then they won with under a minute to go uh, to record a 3-2 to victory. And uh, 
it was great theater. I mean, the bolts looked dead. That's why it's so bizarre to see them just rise up. And New York appeared ready to go. Uh, up 3-0 in the series, which would just about guarantee the Lightning would not be defending their two, two straight Stanley Cups. But then the Ning showed up uh, with their championship medal. Uh, and it was just terrific to watch. And, uh, and game four down in Tampa. So it's, uh, it's going to be really fascinating to see if, uh, the game three victory launches the lightning on another championship run. They're certainly capable. It's the Eastern finals. So one step away from the Stanley cup finals. And uh, other notable events from yesterday was the Jack Nicklaus's Memorial Tournament out in Ohio. Uh, I was switching back and forth with uh, the Lightning game and tuned in at the perfect time when Billy Horschel drained an amazing eagle putt uh, and coasted to victory. And that was just great theater, um, very, very impressive. And it was a good to see uh, this and get in the mood for golf. Again, with the U.S. Open coming to town, it's just going to be uh, special stuff here. And golf's on everybody's mind all of a sudden. It's golf and Celtics all day, every day from here on in for the next two weeks. No doubt about it. Um, depending on how long, of course, the Celtics-Warriors series goes. Um, Another interesting uh, note from over the weekend was just watching the Ukraine win over Scotland in Scotland and Glasgow. Highly emotional. Uh, The Scottish fans were great when they sang the national anthem before the game. Ukrainian national anthem. It was just uh, electric stuff. Not something you get to see every day in the world of sports. And really, really fun. Uh, But, unfortunately, the Ukraine did lose yesterday to Wales. So, Wales is going on to the World Cup. And uh, it was was a good game as well. So, um, but it was great to see Ukraine record that win over Scotland and all the emotions uh, attached with it. So now let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? 
Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to the Desert Ranch Podcast to hear what connects us to the producers that are keeping us from being naked, hungry, and thirsty. Get a look into the lives of those who live differently from the comforts of a 9-to-5 lifestyle to care for land and livestock. The Desert Ranch Podcast with Vanessa Rohr on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to the Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, doing very well, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you, as always, for joining us. And uh, it sounds like you had interesting travels again over the past week or two, uh, which is great. And I'd love to hear all about it. Yeah, John, I had an opportunity to be part of an event called the West Virginia Game Changers. And it's an organization that's trying to promote a drug-free lifestyle with the young people in West Virginia. There's an epidemic of drug use there. So uh, they're they're trying to remedy that situation and and turn it around because they're number one in the nation. And then I think Kentucky and Ohio is right behind them. So all those states are near each other. And so we had an event at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. They call it America's Resort. Yep. And so there was a banquet banquet on uh, uh, that would be Wednesday night, and we had Brad Paisley was the main speaker. He's from West Virginia, the country singer, and Ryan Leaf was the MC, the former Washington State quarterback. And we had uh, Senator Manchin of West Virginia was there, and the other senator from West Virginia. Uh, 
I I think I kind of mispronounced her name, but Caputo, I believe it is. Um, okay. I pardon if I mispronounced it. And then also one of the guests was the former Speaker of the House, John Boehner. Wow. Star-studded lineup, to say the least. I didn't realize Brad Paisley was from West Virginia. Brad Paisley, excuse me. Paisley, right. Yeah, he's from West Virginia. And also we had uh, Major Harris. You know about Major Harris, the former quarterback of West Virginia. Don Nealon, the former West Virginia coach. Bob Pruitt, the former head coach of Marshall. And so there were some other uh, notable f- sports figures attending as well. I'm certainly familiar with Don Nealon. I used to work there and covered the Mountaineers. And uh, I was there when Don Nealon succeeded, I believe, Bobby Bowden as the West Virginia coach. And, uh, and so I know him well, and he had a nice run at, as Mountaineer coach. And uh, I was there at the first game of the new stadium. Um, we're talking way back in the day, but it was uh, unforgettable. John Denver came in and sang. Jay Rockefeller mm-hmm. was the governor at the time. It was one of my fondest memories uh, covering sports ever. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm glad you got to experience a little West Virginia and uh, and Major Harris. I remember that. I think he, uh, he had the Mountaineers poised to become like number one in the nation, if not play for a national championship, if I remember correctly. And arch rival Pitt come in to West Virginia into Morgantown and beat them in the final regular season game to knock them out of contention, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, John, that uh, I can't remember exactly, but I thought that Notre Dame and West Virginia played in that bowl game. I think they did, I yes. Think in, eight, in, eight, in 88, I think. Yeah, we're like going back a few years, but uh, that's my general memory as well. And... Uh, and I also noticed you posted some pictures, of course, and uh, great pictures, I might add. And Jerry West has a restaurant in the Greenbrier. Is that correct? That's right. Prime 44 West. It was outstanding. It had the ribeye, a 20-ounce ribeye with the lobster mashed potatoes and the Italian cream cake. That's the recipe by his wife, Karen. It was tremendous. I highly recommend it. Oh, wow. That sounds awesome. Well, Jerry West, he, the logo, he is as iconic as they come, really, in all of the world of sports, and uh, that's cool. I don't, I don't think I realized that he had a restaurant in the Greenbrier, which I have been to, by the way, and it's spectacular property, to put it mildly. Uh, NFL teams train there. I think it's the Saints, right? Right. They, they, the New Orleans Saints, I know, have been there for sure, and I can't remember what the other teams. Yeah, I feel like there's might a practice well, there. I feel like there was another one as well. Um, So that's great. Wow. Um, It just sounds like, you know, a spectacular event. And, uh, you know, glad you made it up. Nice country up that way. It's near Roanoke and uh, in the area of Skyline Drive and the Shenandoah Mountains. uh, Just spectacular scenery, to put it mildly. Yes, yes, it is. There's hills, and you're driving uh, on the interstate. You're, you know, going up and down all those mountains, yep. and they're surrounding you, and it's, it's it's picturesque. Yeah, and feeds. I think it feeds right into, and as part of, you know, the uh, um, the Blue Ridge Parkway as well uh, into North Carolina. It's. I made the drive a few years ago, and there's really one of the great drives in America in my mind. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed being in that part of the uh, country, and it's green, and all the trees are covered with the, the leaves, and it's just full bloom. It's really nice. Yeah, perfect time of year for it, by the way. Everything's blooming, spring, leading into summer, all of it. I, I don't know that there's a better time of the year. Uh, you know, sunset is late this time of year, 8 o'clock and beyond here in the East Coast. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm really glad you got to do that, uh, to say the least. That's just so awesome. And uh, a tour across America, or up and down America, I might say, <laughs> north, north right. and south. Right, right. Now yeah, you mentioned Ryan a, Leaf. A lot of fun. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. It's it just sounds at AP. That's great. Um, you mentioned Ryan Leaf and notable and timely in that today the College Football Hall of Fame ballot was released, and I happened to notice that Ryan Leaf's name was on there. Uh, not sure, you, you know, I, as one of many many candidates which are carried over from previous years as well. Right, John. I did see that. Uh, they came out not, not too long ago, a few moments ago, and, and yep. Ryan's name was on the board. And uh, it's always a very uh, difficult vote, John, as you know. Very it's difficult. about 75 candidates or so. and It's extremely difficult to narrow it down to try to pick uh, 10 people. Very difficult, to say the least. Uh, You know, it was great to see it. Again, it's always one of our favorite days. It was just released at 11 a.m. Eastern time, as in an hour and a half ago. And always, you know, fun to talk about. Uh, Other names that jumped out at me, Kajana Carter and Warwick Dunn, are both uh, on the list as nominees. Because uh, Interesting to me, because I interviewed both of them. you know, within the past year for articles I wrote for the NFL. And that was uh, just fabulous. Kajana Carter, I was in the Rose Bowl in 1995 when he uh, ran 83 yards on the first play of scrimmage against Oregon, the undefeated Penn State team. And uh, he ran right into my lap. I was in the seventh row in the end zone. Never forget it as long <laughs> as I live, AP. Maybe the signature play of my lifetime because he just burst through the hole 83 yards coming right at me. And, uh, and just a nice guy when I interviewed him, you know, uh, as the listeners know, I grew up near Penn state, big fan. And, uh, to talk with Kajana Carter, who's a very successful businessman in South Florida was really, really exciting. And same with the work done. He's, he's iconic as well. Uh, living up in the Atlanta area. Uh, doing his famous charitable work. So I was glad to see those two names on the list. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. The, uh, outstanding players and doing well. So that's nice to hear. Of course, work done. That's a, a unique story. That what yes. He's done all, through all the years of charitable organization and building the houses and taking care of people. And the story about his mom being part of, I think, the Baton Rouge police force and, Correct. Just exactly right. You know, incredible uh, life that he's led, uh, besides the, being an All-American in football. Oh yeah, he you know given his mother's occupation, he had to double. He had to do a lot of parenting duties uh, with the younger children in his yeah. family. 
little brothers and sisters uh, because, you know, I think he may have been the oldest or certainly near the oldest. And uh, so, yeah, he grew up fast and, uh, again, has led an interesting life. And obviously he's on the College Football Hall of Fame because of his just legendary career at Florida State. Uh, He's really... I think he could be credited to a degree AP with helping to launch that dynasty. He was there in the early years under Bobby Bowden when they got, you know, came into national prominence, shall we say. And uh, oh. so he, he's a legend down in Tallahassee. That's for darn sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's going to be another tough vote, John, if looking over this list of players. I can, Yes. I can tell you right now, just... You know, breezing through, it's uh, so difficult to pick out 10 people on this list. Oh, it really is, AP. I mean, others that come to mind are, you know, Troy Vincent, tremendous player, defensive back at uh, Wisconsin, uh, later went on to star for the Dolphins and the Eagles. He was a first-round draft pick, spectacular player. Another name, local, Western Pennsylvania, Frank Solich, former coach of uh, Nebraska, who grew up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, uh, the arch-rival town of where I grew up in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And uh, so it was, good to see, it was good to see Frank on the list. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's a who's who, every, which is why we like it so much every year. Yeah, yeah John, I, I noticed that uh, also on the list is the – Great running back from Pittsburgh, uh, Greg Hayward. Greg Hayward, Ironhead, as he was known. Remember him very, very well. When I wasn't following Penn State, uh, I was certainly following Pitt. And, uh, of course, his son is Cameron Hayward, defensive lineman for the Steelers, uh, who's one of the best players in the NFL, period. Uh, and a good guy to boot, good foundation, that type of thing, good works. And uh, so, yeah, Craig Hayward, uh, again, uh, because of his nickname, Ironhead, it's just a, he's a household name, easily. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And, and Matt Cavanaugh from Pittsburgh, the quarterback who led them to the championship with Tony Dorsett as the running back, he's on this list. Yeah, and that's a very, very uh, good memory as well, AP, where uh, Tony Dorsett and I are the exact same age because uh, I went over, I went to college of an hour and a half east of Pittsburgh, and so that famous undefeated national championship year with Matt Cavanaugh as quarterback, I, we drove to a lot of games in Pittsburgh uh, to watch Dorsett. He was a, he was a phenomenon to put it mildly in college and, uh, and yeah. And Matt Cavanaugh was great. And, uh, and so, yeah, just great memories from 1976. I don't have to think too hard about what year it was. That's no, for darn no sure. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the truth, yeah. Instantly comes to mind. So yeah, just, uh, it really is just, uh, a wonderful list. And speaking of that, why don't we take our first break now, AP and, when we come back from the break, we can delve into the list a little further because, again, it seems like practically every name just brings up a memory uh, as we've both been sharing with our listeners. So, 
So let's take our break. Don't go anywhere as we delve a little deeper into the College Football Hall of Fame just released ballot. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join hosts Navanav every week for Good Morning Canada. Our home is Canada, but our message and reach is boldly global. Our focus is on the alternative perspective, the hidden dimension, and the expansive horizon. Ideas are designed to be challenged, perceptions shattered, and information balanced. We invite you to visualize the converse viewpoint, dare to be inquiring, but always promise an hour of lively fun. Listen worldwide at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and i am your host john inglesby to join the show the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we were talking previous segment about the newly released College Football Hall of Fame ballot, and we were talking a lot about the Pennsylvania representatives of whom uh and i grew up in pennsylvania so they always catch my eye but one that we didn't mention earlier that i just want to mention again at your suggestion is of course paul puzlesny penn state linebacker in the uh 2005 time frame uh fabulous linebacker at linebacker u and uh so it's good to see his name on the list i believe he was on previously as our uh as are all the carryovers from previous years. And uh, 
Yeah, yeah. So AP, it's just, you know, just looking at like a quick page. It's, you know, sticking with Pennsylvania. Antoine Randall, of course, he was the Indiana quarterback in college, but he went on to great things with the Steelers and through uh, Heinz Ward, the famous touchdown in the Super Bowl up in Detroit uh, in 2005 because uh, he was a former quarterback. <laughs> so, um so I always remember that play. So, again, there's uh, a lot of Pennsylvania connections, as there are, of course, the team you cover, the the state you live in, Alabama. And Alabama is always well represented on this list, to say the least. Yeah, John, there's actually uh, – I'm looking – I hope I get this right. There's three people from the state of Alabama that played at schools in the state anyway. Uh, the first one is an outstanding linebacker from Auburn, Greg Carr. Oh yes, I of course. Greg, yeah, I had met yeah I met Greg before. He's a he's a, a doctor, medical doctor, and he was the three times he was the first team All SEC player, led Auburn in tackles, had an SEC title in '83, and three consecutive bowl wins. Of course, he's a uh, National Football Foundation National Scholar athlete, and uh, so that's uh, I think that's a new name on this list. I, I, I'm not positive, but I think it is, and then. Looking down, uh, you have Antonio Langham, the outstanding cornerback for the University of Alabama, helped that defense. It was one of the best I've ever seen in college football. 1992, they beat Miami in the Sugar Bowl. And, of course, Antonio was the uh, Jim Thorpe Award winner. He's a unanimous All-American. Uh, he's three-time All-SEC selection. And he's the Tide's all-time leading uh, interceptor with 19. Wow. Hey, and AP, correct me if I'm wrong. I have a memory that it might have been him. I think someone in maybe a championship game was disrespecting the Alabama logo or something, and one of the Alabama oh, players. I, 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 I could tell you who that is exactly. Uh, that's George Teague when George Terrell Teague Owens yeah, uh, went to the logo, and he came fl- flying in and, and knocked him down. And, little brouhaha ensued, but uh, George was in that defensive backfield with Antonio as a safety. And George has one of the most famous defensive plays, maybe in all of college football. He chased down Lamar Thomas. He must have been six yards behind him. And the only play you could make because it was an offside penalty on Alabama, the only thing you could do was chase the ball carrier down and take the ball. And that's what he did. Of course, the play came back. He was offside against Alabama, but it saved the touchdown. And that was the only... <laughs> Uh, thing you could do uh, to make sure that Miami did not score a touchdown, number one, tackle the player or take the ball away, and they had to bring it all the way back to the original spot because it was a penalty against Alabama. But uh, if he tackled them, it just would have been a, a you know long reception. But to take the ball away, they had to, you know, it was Alabama's ball, but they had to bring it all the way back anyway. So, but, wow. yeah, he's on that. Uh, he was on that defensive backfield. Then he played for the Cowboys in Green Bay and, that's the play you're remembering in the pros when uh, Terrell Owens was in Dallas and he scored a touchdown and he went to the logo and wanted to celebrate. And George didn't approve and he came running down the field and, and knocked him down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm remembering then. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and then, and then John, the other uh, Alabama player was on there was Chris Samuels, tremendous blocker 
uh, All-American Player Outland Trophy recipient, two-time All-SEC, helped him win the uh, SEC title in 1999. He was a Jacobs Blocky Trophy winner, and he did not allow a sack in that 99 season. He helped Sean Alexander uh, rush over 1,000 yards at Alabama that year. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Chris Allen, um, player, excellent player. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I just want to go back. I, we, I was talking about Bobby Bowden, but I noticed another name on the list is uh, Jim Carlin, who used to coach the Mountaineers. And right, so right. He, he coached the Mountaineers from 66 through 69. Right. And his offensive coordinator was none other than Bobby Bowden. And then Bobby <laughs> Bowden was the coach from 70 to 75. And then that's right. he went on to Florida State in 1976. Right. So, uh, right. yeah, yeah, just good stuff. Uh, but Jim Carlin, again, you know, a name everybody knows without a doubt or every follower of college football certainly knows. Right, uh, yeah, and he ended up coaching in the, in at South Carolina. That was before they joined the SEC. But his uh, one other notable about him was the fact that he coached Heisman Trophy winner George Rogers. Correct, correct, and that's intriguing to me, AP, for the simple reason that I was working at a newspaper chain at the time and was uh, working at a. A uh, different location for a couple of weeks in the sports department uh, at a different newspaper, part of the chain I was uh, uh, working for. And uh, so that year, I voted for the Heisman Trophy since I was the acting sports editor for two weeks. And uh, and what I always remember was I did not vote for George Rogers. I voted for Hugh uh, Green, if I remember correctly. Uh, right, right. He the famous defensive second. player from Pitt. Second. What's that? Yeah, did, didn't he come in second? Didn't he come in second, John? Yeah, 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 exactly. And he was the you know spectacular uh, lineman, one of the most famous defensive players in the history of college football, without a doubt. And so, given my Pennsylvania roots and the fabulous career of you, Green, I voted for him, and George Rogers won that year. So that that brought back a good memory too. Under the and it's again part of the little bio for Jim Carlin here on the ballot. Um, right. You know, another name I just saw down here, right, right on the same page uh, of the ballot, AP, Mark Richt. Uh, yes. I don't know if he's been on before, but, you know, he, he I'm guessing no. He, he just retired from Miami I, in 2018. Yeah. He might be a first timer. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. I don't recall him being on the ballot. I, I, really I don't either, yeah. which is why it jumped out at me. Um, of course, had the yeah. great career at Georgia for 15 years. Uh, um, so, yeah. you know, but then he went on to do good, some good things at Miami and his was a shocking retirement. It really was. Right. Yeah. That I think was, it was more health related. Yeah. Nobody saw that one coming. I remember that AP and that wasn't all no. that long ago, just yeah. a few years back. No, no. Yeah. And he, he, um, <clears throat> had a very good career at Georgia and, uh, Actually, the Walter Camp Coach of the Year when he was at Miami. Right, exactly. Yes, they had that fabulous year under him, and you're 100 percent right that he, uh, you know, he did indeed uh, 
win that award. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, again, it's just really good stuff. Now I'm noticing, I see Josh Hopel, if I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Oklahoma quarterback. Yeah, Josh Hi- Hypo, they they Hypo. pronounce it Hypo, John. Josh Hypo, yeah, coach of Tennessee right now. Head coach right, of Tennessee, who, right. Right, who, you know, took took the UCF, University of Central Florida, success under Scott Frost. He succeeded, if I'm not mistaken. Josh Heupel succeeded Scott Frost yes. and continued that spectacular tradition that they've been building down in UCF for years. Uh, they're no longer building it. They have it. <laughs> and, uh and yeah, so it was, it's good, to, but he's on the ballot as a quarterback, um, for Oklahoma and, uh, yeah, they won the national, he won the national title and I remember that well. Right. Yeah. And I, John, uh, John, that's Oklahoma's last title up, I believe. You might be right. And Bob Stoops, I'm guessing was the coach then pretty sure. Bob Stoops was there about two or three years. Yeah. He, he had that yeah. title early in his career, early in his and, career. Exactly. Uh, yeah, very early at Oklahoma, you know, because he was not a head coach ever before. He was the defensive coordinator at Florida, came from there to Oklahoma. And uh, I always use him as the example when people are looking for head coaches. I mean, and there's not very many examples because uh, he's one of the few that came as an assistant with no head coaching experience to, to win a national championship. That's rare. And Very. I don't know what the percentages are for selecting a coordinator or an assistant to be a head coach, but he's the one that uh, has that unique uh, accomplishment of winning a national championship and is his first time as a head coach. Exactly. Absolutely, AP. He, uh, you know, he's done well for himself, that's for sure. And hard to believe we're at the end of this segment already. They go so quickly, especially on this topic. And uh, why don't we take our last break? Still a lot to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your health care needs and reputable health care experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. If you're looking for a radio program focused on reinventing public education, look no further. Let's Reinvent School with Ross Danis will have you graduating with a new perspective on the public system and offer insight on what needs to be changed. Let's Reinvent School, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this Wednesday night's Celtics-Warriors game back at the Garden here in Boston. And AP, uh, Boston is literally in a frenzy over the Celtics. I talked about this in the first segment. Went to my first ever viewing party, and I believe the first ever viewing party, to my knowledge, in Boston was for Game 1 against the Warriors last week. And it was a great take. And AP, assuming we we now know we're going to at least five games, they're going back to San Francisco. And um, after last night's Warriors victory, tied 1-1. AP, the U.S. Open is coming to town, and you're – and obviously, you've spent a lot of time in New England. You know it well. You've lived here. And AP, next week, we could be looking at, uh, you know, the U.S. Open occurring at the exact same time as the Celtics in the NBA Finals with, get this, with the possibility, if it goes seven, that the, on Father's Day, a week from Sunday, June 19th, the final day of the U.S. Open, obviously, uh, that night could be a game seven with the Celtics and Warriors. You talk about a great day potentially in Boston sports. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It, it potentially doesn't get much better than that. AP. No, no, that would be spectacular. Spectacular, and way too early to tell. But I got to say, you know, uh, it's, given these two teams, game seven would not at all surprise me. I mean, what the heck, the Celtics. Went to Game Seven against the Bucks. Went to Game Seven against the uh, the Heat, of course. And this one's starting to feel a little bit like Game Seven after the Warriors' desperation bounce back game last night, bounce back win. So, AP, I think uh, you know, next week would have the uh, the potential to be really a unique week in this sports crazy city. The buzz is building big time. A week from today. At this moment, the practice rounds will be occurring at the country club. So it is going to be fun. And, of course, in the middle of that week or whatever, game six would occur at the Boston Garden. Uh, So going to be fun, AP. Looking forward to it. 
Oh, yeah. John, um, I think that Celtics team, I think that defense is going to be the, the difference. Me too. In this series, I, I really do. I just think that uh, they're more consistent in that area, and that that could be something that leads them to the championship. They're they're a team that's young, but they don't even realize on the road they can beat a team. They have no sense of losing. It's well, why can't we win? They they, they just believe that they can get it done. Absolutely, and they've taken the hard road in so many ways. Uh, game six against Miami at the Garden being uh, Exhibit A <laughs> when they lost right. a game that everybody thought, myself included, was they were going to win. And AP, we all know the adages, you know, defense wins championships, number one, and defense travels well, number two. And I like to think the Celtics team is taking that defense travels well saying to the next level because they have eight road victories during the playoffs. That's an astounding figure and, in fact, is on the verge of being a record setter. If I'm not mistaken, it, I think it may be the tide with the most road wins ever by a team in uh, the NBA Finals. Uh, if, if it's not tied, it's, it's close. So they have a chance to break that all-time record for most road wins. And that just, again, you know, validates the saying of defense travels well, you, you know, you, shooting can come and go. Defense doesn't. It shows up every night. Well, except for the third quarter last night. Didn't show up then, <laughs> but you know but, what I mean. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but, but normally they, they're an efficient defensive team, yes. Very well. Are, uh, they're physical uh, at an extraordinary level, uh, you know, just going back to the Buck series where they beat the Bucks, the defending champions, game seven. AP, right. it was, uh, you, you know, it just felt like Giannis, who's spectacular, probably the best player on the planet as we speak. Um, he was just beat up by the time he got to the second half of game seven in Boston that Sunday, a couple Sundays back. Right. He looked tuckered out. Like he, the physical beating he took just finally caught up with him. And I'm sure a lot of Celtic fans have that in the back of their mind as we see this Warriors series unfolds as well. So it's fun, AP. Again, just a great time to, uh, you know, to be in Boston and uh, with the opportunity to be one of the great two weeks, especially next week, uh, in Boston sports history. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll see how it goes, but I, I have I think everybody up here is pretty excited to say the least. They should be because oh yeah they have an excellent excellent chance to win that series. Uh, I, I really think that uh, even though many many people pick Golden State, I, I think Boston uh, they're oh, yeah. not phased by those predictions. I mean, nor, nor should they. But I mean that first game they come out and but that that was an unusual game, John. The first game. Highly. Back and forth, double 16. digits, I believe, right? Yeah, they won by double digits after being down around 12-15 to begin the quarter. They right. outscored them 40-16. to 16. I believe that may have been a record. And uh, 15 for 23 from three-point land in the fourth quarter. It, it was astounding. Terrific theater. And uh, AP, 
everybody in Boston believes the Celtics can win their ser- this series. You know, they just do. Like myself included. There, there's no hesitancy with Celtic fans as no. far as can they or can they not beat the vaunted Warriors. And everybody believes they certainly can. And we shall see. It's going to be fun. You know, I love, I've talked often on this show about how much I enjoy watching Steph Curry. So it's, you know, it's for me the dream series. You know, not only do I get to see the Celtics in the finals living here in Boston, but get to watch Steph Curry on the other side, drain threes, which to me is one of the funnest things in all of sports when Steph Curry just is as he was last night, as he always is, draining threes from impossible distances and positions. Nothing like it. No, he's a tremendous shooter. He's got to be in the top five all time. I'm sure there's some people who believe he's maybe the best best ever. Oh yeah, he has. And, uh, you know, he has. He, he set the record. He has most three pointers in NBA right. history. That's a pretty good barometer, right. obviously. Yes. And uh, yeah, so he, I just and love the distance, him. John. The distance, oh, the distance, right? The distance. Oh, he makes those shots. Sure. I, Two steps over midcourt. Yeah. Two steps over midcourt. And the thing is, when he releases it, many, if not most people, think it's going in. (laughs) Period. They don't always think they're going in. No, right. No. Yeah. They're at the edge of their seat, though. That's the highest compliment you can pay them, in my mind. Uh, But AP, hard to believe it. We're at the end of the show. I want to thank you so much for calling in, as always, sharing your expertise with us, and uh, and fun as always. So thank you. It's been my pleasure, John. Thank you. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.